Welcome to The Heart Zone, featuring George Cannon. This broadcast is a time of teaching and encouragement from Kerwinsville Christian Church. For more information, we invite you to visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. And now for a message from The Heart Zone. Here's George Cannon. Folks, we're into our third week now of our study going through First Peter, passing through. And, and the whole basis of our series is to get you to understand that as a believer in Jesus Christ, you're only here temporarily. This life is only temporary. Yes, you might live a few years, but eventually all of you are going to die. And eventually, at that time, if you know Jesus... You're going to be with him for the rest of eternity. So this, if you think about your lifespan here, compared to eternity with Jesus, this is just a blip. This is not even measurable in, in light of eternity, how long you are here. As Peter would say, we're pilgrims. We're just kind of strangers in this world. And you know that we are, because as believers, you're not necessarily accepted by this world. And so you need to know how to, to live in this world. And so for the last couple of weeks, we've talked about a little bit about your identity, who you are in Jesus, and to help you to, to live in this world with an understanding of what Christ has done for you. He's going to move one step further. Because when you live in this world, you and I understand this that this world is not perfect, right? And the longer you live, the more you realize that it's not perfect. And that what is a part of this world is difficulties and struggles. And the, really the big word, suffering. You know, I, I'm, I'm 52 years old. And so if you, if you could consider from the time that... I can remember stuff up until this point. I really can't think of any time where difficulties, struggles, and suffering did not exist in my life. If you think about that for your life, even though you may have had a wonderful childhood and life's going great, there isn't a time in your life where there isn't something pressing on you, something affecting you. And I would say, if you would listen to me for a moment, that for you as a believer, when you go through those things, it can demoralize you. It affects your morale as a believer. You begin to wonder, because maybe, I mean, suddenly we are, can I be honest with you, there's a lot of garbage that's on TV, a lot of religious garbage that's on TV, and a lot of it basically is saying that if you have enough faith and if you love Jesus, then everything's supposed to be wonderful. But then you look at your life and say, well, what in the world's wrong with me? Because it just seems like I get through one problem and I get into another. And I didn't ask for any of it. Can I stop for a moment? A lot of the things that you face, did you ask for them? No, you didn't ask for them, did you? Now, some things are consequences of our behavior, but there is stuff that happens that we had nothing to do with. And it demoralizes us. In fact, let me give you a couple of points here, okay? The first one is this. The difficulties we face impact our view of life. The difficulties we face 
impact our view of life. Listen, folks, the whole issue of suffering and trying to understand that, that's been a philosophical question, not just for centuries, but for millennia. Trying to understand why suffering happens. Even in Jesus' day, remember when Jesus and his disciples were walking by and they saw a certain fellow who, who was affected in a certain way, that he was blind, and, and one of the disciples says to Jesus, who sinned? This guy was born blind. Who sinned, Jesus? Was it him or was it his parents? Like you can sin in your womb. That's the presumption there. What is What was going on there? They were thinking through the philosophical issues of their day about suffering. Why does bad things happen? And here's what happens. It affects your view of life. In particular, it affects your view of yourself. So you begin to think crazy things like, must be my karma to borrow some of the eastern thinking that has influenced our country now must be something in the past or a christian would say maybe i don't have enough faith or it's happening because god's punishing me because of sin and what do you mean with sin something i did 20 years ago 10 years ago five years ago a month ago and we begin to have these kind of thoughts going through our mind and the difficulties we face impact our view of life. And let's stop for a moment. It doesn't just impact your view of life. It impacts your view of yourself. Right? Because you've been on Facebook and that guy you went to high school with 20 years ago who lived somewhere else in a, some other part of America, every time I see him on Facebook, his life looks perfect. By the way, people don't post their problems on Facebook. They pose for Facebook, don't they? And the reality is, is if you really looked into their life, it's not perfect either. But you don't know that because you're looking at your life and saying, well, I got this problem and the engine blew up on this one and, and I got these medical issues and I've got these financial bills and, and this happened and this happened and these relationship issues and it must be, it must be me. It's me. I'm the exception. I'm the problem. So let me get to the second point I want to make here about being demoralized. But this is, I mentioned it last week, the last two weeks, and here's what I want you to see. You will never rise above your perception of yourself. We've talked about that in detail over the last few weeks. And again, with the issue that we're going to talk about today, it has bearing. When you talk about the issue of suffering in your life and you think about the philosophical questions as to why it's happening in your life, and if you're blaming yourself or you're blaming something you've done and you think that maybe you are somehow marked by God for a problem, you have a poor perception of yourself as a believer in Jesus Christ. Do you understand me? And that affects you, and you will not rise above your perception of yourself. Because you have convinced yourself that there is something wrong with you. Otherwise, all of this bad stuff that's happening wouldn't be happening. Am I right? I'm going to tell you something, folks. The bad stuff that's happening, yes, some of it is because of consequences of your decisions and behaviors. We can't get away from that. 
All right, that's that's the true. But I'm going to be honest with you, the other stuff that happens, it's just the nature of the world we live in. Do you understand? Stuff happens. This is the nature of the fallen world we live in. Now you're saying to yourself, okay, I, I understand because that's where I'm at, George. So what do we do with that? How do we function? Because, quote, we're here as pilgrims. We're here only for the moment. But hey, <laughs> it's rough. Can I tell you, just, just bear with me for a moment. Think about it for a moment. I think it's interesting. The Bible is very realistic about this topic. Two things there. Number one, it assumes... The Bible never gives a reason for suffering. It always assumes that you will. Do you hear me? You want to write that down? The Bible never necessarily gives a reason for suffering. It always assumes that you will. Why? Because you live in this world. The second thing I want you to see is, and we see it here, is that the Bible, especially the New Testament, the New Testament writers always turn your focus from the present thing that you're enduring to look to the future and the hope that you have. Always. It always wants you, the New Testament writers want you to look beyond the circumstances of what you're going through right now and look to the blessedness of what lies ahead of you. Always. Get your perspective off of now and look somewhere else. Quit looking at the present reality. The present reality, and that's what the title of our message is, is the suffering we endure now. But look beyond that to something else. And that's what Peter is going to talk about here in this passage. We're going to look at verses 6 through 9. So I want you to notice with me. Here's what he says. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to the praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen you love, though now you do not see him, yet believing you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Now, folks, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take these three verses, and we're going to look at the perspective you and I need to have, the perspective that you and I need to have as pilgrims, as strangers, as temporary travelers in this world, because we have some, we have another destination, right? We're heading somewhere else where it's going to be so much better. But as you're in this world and you are enduring what you're enduring right now, you've got to have a perspective. Because here's the thing, let's stop for a moment, because it's real easy. I've been there. When you're going through it, is it wonderful? No. no. Does it wear on you? Does it drain you? Yes. It affects you emotionally, spiritually, and some of you it affects you physically, right? Yes, yes, yes. I mean, I can't tell you how many nights I've spent up thinking about stuff. How many have you spent up? It's not good, right? 
And somehow as believers, you and I need to gain a new perspective to look. It's not going to eliminate the problem. Can I, let me just say this, if you want to write this down. God never promises to take away the problem. I don't care what that preacher on TV told you. God never promises to take away the problem. You understand me? But what he does do is he gives you a perspective to look beyond your problem to something else, to give you strength to endure right now. Because here's the thing, folks. The Bible very clearly talks about it's only for a moment. You say, George, I've been going on with this for several years now. I understand, but it's still only for a moment. Think about your time right now in reference to eternity. It's only for a moment. So let's look at this. We're going to see six things. Here's the first one to gain us perspective. It comes right from verse 6. Look at the very first thing. In this you greatly rejoice. Our true joy is found in the reality of salvation. That's where you got to start. Because like we've already said, we've all admitted here that when you're going through it, it isn't wonderful. When you're going through it, you don't want to enjoy it. I mean, it's like unless you're weird... Are you listening to me? You've got to be weird if you think it's wonderful to go through problems. Because it's not. And how is it, though, that in the midst of difficulty, you can find joy? It's through Jesus. So you can have joy in the midst of what you're going through because the joy you have isn't in what you're going through right now, isn't in the promise that might, isn't there about maybe getting through the difficulty. The joy you have is, is that I'm only here temporary. I'm going to be with Jesus and he's going to wipe away every tear. Isn't that what Revelation says? He'll wipe away every tear and we'll experience the ultimate healing. There'll be no more sickness, no more death, no more struggles, no more suffering. See, that is the reality of your salvation. And so our true joy is found in the reality of our salvation. All right, so start. Well, how do we do that? you got to get your focus off your problem. We're kind of like, you, you, have you seen the Amish buggies around? If you're driving over near Kermore or if you're like around Smicksburg area and you see the Amish buggies and, and you drive and you, and you kind of pass one of their buggies and you see the horses and they got the blinders on so that that horse, all he sees is right in front of him because if he saw your car coming beside him, he'd be freaking out and you'd have a problem. Well, you know, we got blinders on and all we see, the only thing we see is what? Our problem. You got to get those blinders off and get a bigger perspective, the bigger perspective of life and what's going on. And this is only for the moment. Find your true joy in who? Jesus in the salvation that you have in him. So he goes on here and here's what he says. Verse six, he says, he continues on. Though now, for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. So he goes ahead and says, yes, our joy is in Jesus, but here's reality, folks. Here's the present reality. You are grieved by the trials. What's that? You're enduring suffering. Here's the second point. We have to temporarily endure the sufferings of this world. Because notice what he says. It's only for a little while. 
If need be, only for a little while, you are grieved by the trials of this world. Folks, we have to temporarily endure. We have to temporarily endure. Okay, so let's stop for a moment. Let me just go ahead and kill that lie that is on your TV that you may even hear on the radio. It is not because you don't have enough faith. That is a lie. That is a lie. Because the fact of the matter is, is it's a, it's like almost like a Ponzi system. It's almost like some false gimmick. Where, because have you ever noticed that nobody has enough faith then? Because everybody suffers? Even the guy who's telling you that lie on TV doesn't have enough faith because once in a while you hear that they're affected by sickness or they're affected by cancer or their loved one is affected by cancer and they're not overcoming it. In fact, if they're that blessed by their faith, why do they keep asking you for money? Should be falling out of the skies for them, right? The fact is, is we live in a world that what? Is not going well. And there will be tough times. There will be struggles. There will be relationship issues. There will be health issues. There will be stuff that happens out of nowhere. And nobody expects it to happen. Nobody. And so Peter says, we have to temporarily endure this, folks. And you know what? Can I tell you some right now? Some of you, it seems like you've just been going from one thing after another, one thing after another, and you say to yourself, when is this going to end? When is this going to end? Will I never have relief? Peter is saying to you, it's only temporary. Just hold on. You know what? Here, in fact, isn't this wonderful? The final book of the Bible, Revelation, in the letters to the seven churches, he says this, he gives a promise at the end of each one of those seven to those who overcome, to those who endure. I will do this. What's the point of overcoming? It's called overcoming this world we live in, folks. God gives you the promise that he's going to do something far better for you later on. So just hold on. You're only here temporarily. Here's the next point. He points it out. Look with me. Verse 7. He's talking about these trials, the suffering. He says that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to the praise and honor and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Here we go. Two things. Number one, the struggles we face test our faith. You wonder what's going on? It's not because you don't have enough faith. God allows them in your life to test your faith. To test you as to whether or not you're going to trust Him. Or to strengthen your faith through what you go through. Folks, the struggles we face, they, they test our faith. They, they do something to our faith. Here's what James says. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. And let your patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. That's what James says. Very similar to what Peter is saying here. But here's my next point. Here's what I want you to see. It's the issue of your faith again. Look what it says. The struggles prove our faith as it brings glory to God. 
The struggles prove our faith. See, that's what goes on. You endure and it strengthens your faith so that you can get ready for the next part of your what? Journey. I mean, think about it for a moment. I mean, uh, I'm not talking to the really young here because you've still got to learn on your own. But isn't it true the rest of us, we have the hide of a rhinoceros? Why, why are we, why is our skin like elephant skin now? Because life has toughened us up, right? What is it about life that has toughened you up? The stuff you went through. And listen, I'm going to tell you something. If I was going through the things that I'm going through right now, as a new believer in Jesus, I probably would walk away. Because the level of faith I had when I was in Christ then could not handle the things that I'm going through right now. That's probably true for you too, isn't it? You're able to endure what you're doing right now because your faith, right? Your faith has grown. Your faith has strengthened because God has brought you through so many other trials, right? And it has proved your faith to the glory of what? One day when you go before Jesus, he'll look at you and say what? Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Isn't that awesome? Here's the next thing he says. Two more points. Verse 8. Whom, having not seen you love, though now you do not see him. Here's what he says. Our strength is found in our love for Jesus. That's where his strength comes from. Loving him. Loving him. Listen, you know how it is when you're going through stuff, everybody will come to you and say, oh, you know, yes, I know what you're going through. No, they don't. First of all, if you tell people that, why don't you be quiet because that's not true? Do you understand? Don't come up to them and say, oh, well, you know, I went through that, and so I understand how you're feeling right now. No, you don't. You're not them. You have no clue how that's affecting them. Yes, it affected you when you went through that, but you are you. And some people are affected differently, so don't tell them that you know what they're going through. You don't know. So there you are, you're going through this thing, and can I tell you that the number one feeling that you feel when you go through it is what? Loneliness. Isn't that true? You begin to realize and you begin to think to yourself that nobody else understands what you're feeling. Because even if you talk to people, even afterwards, they're like, snap out of it, you'll get through it. You got through it, why is it still bothering you? Snap out of it. Really? Hey, there's a word for it. It's from the Bible. It's not from the Bible. It comes out of the Bible. A lot of us are actually Job's comforters. You know what I'm saying? The three friends of Job who came to him. We're actually not helping. We're actually creating a bigger problem. And so what gets you through it is your strength comes because you love who? 
Jesus, who knows exactly how you're feeling, knows everything you're thinking, knows everything you're feeling, and he still what? Loves you. And he'll give you the wisdom and the strength to see you through it. It's your love. Your love for him. That's where your strength is found. So here, here's another point. The final point. The end result of faith is our complete salvation. Look with me what he says there, verse 8. Yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full glory, verse 9, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. The end result of your faith as you endure right now is that one day you will experience your complete salvation. You say, well, I'm saved right now. Yes, you are saved right now, but you haven't fully experienced your salvation until you go to be with Jesus. And here's what happens. When you go to be with Jesus, he does a couple of things. Number one, he removes all the pain and hurt from the past. Number two, he gives you a whole brand new body and the struggles of this world will cease. Is that not awesome? It's only temporary. So what do we do with this? Here's what I want to do. I want to ask you a question. Have the struggles of life demoralized you? Have they? Have they sucked the life right out of you? Have they sucked the joy right out of you? Have they? You got to admit it. Has it worn on you? Who do you admit it to? God. You go to him and say to him, God, I don't know that I can endure this. You know what? In, fa in fact, folks, that's biblical. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 through 10. Read it. Wonderful passage. Again, talking about suffering. Here's how it begins. The, the apostle himself, the apostle Paul says there was given to him what? A messenger, a, a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan. And verse 8 says, he asked God three times to take it away. The apostle himself says, God, take away my problem. You go to Jesus. You admit it to him and you say, I'm, I'm demoralized, Lord. It's affecting me. So here's the second thing I want you to see. Look beyond your struggles to the hope you have in Jesus. Look beyond them. Look beyond them because they will give you a strength. You need to realize that God gives you grace in the midst of what you go through. He will always give you grace. He will always give you strength. And as you are going through it, and I know, listen, I am not taking away, I want you to hear me, I am not taking away that what you're going through is not terrible. It is. It is horrendous. 
Nobody should have to go through that. But you can look beyond that to Jesus because he's our hope. Do you understand? You still have hope. So look beyond your struggles. Look beyond them. Thank you for being with us this morning. And we trust that today's message has been both challenging and an encouragement to your heart. At Kerwinsville Christian Church, a warm welcome is always extended to you. We're located at 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. Now, on behalf of George Cannon and the entire church family, we hope that you will look to the Heavenly Father in all that you face this coming week.